Welcome, everyone, to the Mile High Champions League Weekly Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and with me, as always, is the man who has been kicked off every season of Hell's Kitchen for calling Gordon Ramsay, Gavin Hansey, Big Nolski. How are you, sir? I just I hate that goddamn Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> you mean Gavin? No, Gordon. His name's Gordon. Not Gavin Hansey, Slamsey, <laughs> Flamsey? Gav. Words! Words. Gav. Gav. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I am. I'm quite well, thank you. Um, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to do our fantasy league, and I'm ready to podcast. And I'm sorry to everyone for being a little bit late doing this on a Friday night here at 8:30 Denver time. Well, Courtney and I and Lincoln were out of town, and we just got back late last night, so we're ready to do it today. So sorry for the delay, but let's get started. We are going to. Dive right in with the MVT of the week, who is on a three-week streak, the Title Town Warriors. Congratulations again, Noel. Thank you, you sir. Five-second chug, which is debatable if it's Molly or Courtney's team. We still haven't <laughs> figured that one out. But you beat her 240 points to 176. You had a monster week, and we'll talk about why you got that 240 points later on. The MVP of the week was Mike Evans. Mike Evans is on crazy. Ben's team and had crazy. I had a feeling he was going to do well this week, but I certainly didn't predict that he was going to do this well. Eight receptions, 190 <laughs> yards. That's an and? average of 23.7 yards per catch. And three, yes, three touchdowns, folks. That will score you 67 it's points. It's like a quarterback. It, this is, yeah, like Brady back circa like 2010 when the quarterbacks were all the rage. So congratulations, Ben. That was a heck of a win against Brandon. Now you guys are both 2-1. and one. Again, we'll get to that a little bit later. We are going to skip the shithead of the week and the champion of the week just because we have a lot to cover today and we don't want to go too far into that. So let's start diving right into the reviews of everything, Noel. Go ahead. Let's just get this over with. Go ahead and analyze my game versus the Parker Rams. All righty. Well, Mike, um, you know I was pulling for you, even though uh, Larson, you know, I, you're my boy. My boy, Larson. Matt Larson. Um, <laughs> I, I, no offense, Grant. I just don't know you. Maybe we've met. It's been a long time. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, even with Lamar Jackson somewhat coming back to earth at 29.4 points, um, and Mike, you kind of kept up with Matthew, Matt, Matthew, Matthew Stafford's 22.8. It just, it was relatively close in terms of fantasy. Like, yes, it was about around 20 points, but Larson got the coveted Dallas defense playing the college Miami Dolphin team. And from there also unreal 19 points from his punter. <laughs> but, Mike, your punter, who was the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, oh, yeah. Thomas Morstead, got 17 points. And living in Seattle, I watched that game, and it was crazy. Like, every time he punted the ball, it was, oh, Seattle's starting at their one-yard line. Terrific. And hmm. this was, like, I really don't even know how you managed to lose this. Like, it's things as weird as your kicker had a down week. Your kicker. Because your defense got 20 points. Austin Eckler just kind of had a, not even a down week, just a little bit of projections, 23 points. Really what it came down to was the tight end play. Jared Cook, who 
I believe you dropped, did you not, Mike? Uh, I have okay. dropped Jared Cook, yes. Who everyone thought would kind of get it together after a huge season last season. But huge season last season? Sweet. A uh, huge year last year with the Raiders where he just seems unstoppable. He hasn't got you two points opposed to Delaney Walker's 19 points. Uh, just from there, because Mike, your team really looked good other than that. It was just 30 points basically from Lamar Jackson. Down week from or Sony Michelle. Michelle. John Brown, who's kind of come back to earth, which I think everyone thought he would. Uh, Alvin Kamara, who honestly watching that game good, had even more points than 52. James Conner, who with the uh, Mason Rudolph led Steelers, only put up 12 points. Um, his kicker, kind of a slow night, six points. Uh, Mike, for you, it really. I. Derrick Henry will start going at some point because he can bust off a big run at any moment and just go. Like last season, I don't know who had him, but what was it, that Thursday night game where he had like a 90-something yard touchdown run, like maybe like another one? Mm-hmm. He can do that, and that's mm-hmm. what this offense wants to do. It's just that that Jacksonville defensive front is stout, and Marcus Mariota just really hasn't ever blossomed to the NFL quarterback people want to see. And with the Browns, I talked about this, I believe, on the preseason podcast where they're kind of struggling where they've got too many weapons. And rather than just kind of letting the game flow go and hitting big plays to Odell Beckham Jr. when they can have it, they're trying to force the ball to him, which in a lot of cases means little dunk and dunk passes, which doesn't get you what you got last week, Mike, like a 90-yard catch and run. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So even... With 52 points from Mark Ingram, huge game. It just wasn't enough to overcome really just shortcomings at some key positions. And again, I don't, I guess we'll see. I don't know if we'll ever see punter numbers like this against each other again. <laughs> Unreal. I remember, must have been like the first or second season where I had a kicker that got me like 19 points, and that was crazy. A kicker, not a punter. Insane. So, uh, tough loss, Mike. Puts you at one and two. Uh, kind of uh, gets uh, Matt Larson back on track here, two and one. And uh, the only, I think, kind of downside here is, has have defenses figured out Lamar Jackson? Or did he just play against two really, really, really bad defenses for the first weeks? And now he's going to face some people that kind of know what to do. So Ooh, good question. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know what to do with that one. We'll see. All right. Thank you, Noel. Let's dive into the next game, which is the America Doomgivers. America. The galloping gonorrheas. So America Doomgivers have won their first game of this week. And unfortunately, Go, handed Grant. Yay. The his third loss of the season. Grant uh, Grant is unfortunately just not not firing on his all cylinders yet. In fact, but he is he is suffering from a stroke of bad luck. He has the most points against so far in three weeks at 579 points per week scored against him. That is an average of my calculator does not want to work. It's not zero calculator. I know that much. 193 points on average per game scored against him per week. That sucks. So I'm sorry, Grant. That's not a fun place to start. But again, we are heading into the fourth week we are only one quarter of the way through the season and there's only one team big nolski who is three and oh 
the rest of the teams are kind of scattered through the midfield, and there's only a handful of teams here that are actually 0-3. It's actually just Grant and Nick. So sorry for you guys, but plenty of uh, runway left here. I wouldn't get too discouraged. Let's look at the game. So Kenfield had a pretty good week all around from all of his players, but this game was led by two players in particular. Tyler Lockett, 55 points, and the Bears' defense, 33.5 points from a defense. And this wasn't the year that we super-juiced the defenses. They're getting like 30, 40 points a game. They just dominated. Three interceptions, two fumble recoveries, four sacks, and a TD to, to boot. So congratulations to the Bears' D. That certainly pushed Kenfield over the air. I don't think Grant, having been the – um, eliminated in the Survivor Challenge this week. I think it wouldn't have been hard for any team to take him out. But Kenfield pushed the the bar a little bit higher with that 179 score, which is nice because the rest of his team was rather unimpressive. Tom Brady is still looking like he his age is irrelevant. He scored 29.6 points. That was very close to what Grant got there with Dak Prescott, 27.8. The running back positions, this is what kind of blew me away. Saquon Barkley... 11 points, but he got hurt, correct, Noel? Mm-hmm. High ankle sprain. Correct. You're correct, sir. So that that's just tremendous bad luck for, for Grant there. So sorry again about that. Wide receiver position, he actually licked him here. Devontae Adams, 15 points for Grant versus Kenny Galladay's five for Kenfield. That's a kind of a pathetic showing. He was projected 23. The tight end position, that went to Kenfield. 16 points for O.J. Howard. Versus eight for Noah's hated Noah Font. <laughs> in the flex one position we were just talking about, both of them actually had a very good flex one play. Tyler Lockett, 55 or Kenfield, and Brandon Cooks, Grant, 34 points. That's pretty darn good. Go down a step to the flex two position, and it's a little more shitty. Chris Godwin got 11 points for Kenfield. That's mediocre at best. That's about middling tight end, not flex two position. The, and then for Grant, Tyrell Williams, Oakland wide receiver, got him 14 points, underperforming his 19.8 projection. So a bad week overall in the flex two position here. Now, the defense is what really set this game apart. We talked about Kenfield's Bears getting 33.5 points. Denver's D, I don't, you think with Chubb, you think with Von Miller and Chris Harris, that they would at least be a little bit more formidable than they are, but they are just not clicking yet if you look at the if you look at them compared on a fantasy basis through the first three weeks they're the second worst scoring fantasy defense in the uh, in the mile high champions league so they are just not good uh yeah i as noah font there are very few broncos you probably want to put on your roster at this point and it's maybe philip Lindsay who can either do a uh, actually hold on it's philip Lindsay and emmanuel sanders i think those two you could absolutely start emmanuel sanders philip Lindsay is a boomer bust scenario so you've really got to watch them there <laughs> this is kind of funny grant dominated in the special teams division so his kicker outscored kenfield's 11 to 4 and the punter outscored his 12 yeah. to 7 and that's lachlan edwards off the new york chats did a mighty fine job so that's, um, you know, it's a rough week for Grant. But again, we're only three games in plenty of uh, plenty of time left to come back and kick some ass. So that was that game. No, let's dive into the next one and into the flame versus the Littleton Spartans. All right. So this game was Ben Griffiths or maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, you, Mike, 
if we're just having... <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea who any of these people are. I don't know. It's one of the two. Anywho, um, so this was a huge win for Ben, putting him to 2-1, and one, and also give Brandon his first loss, now at 2-1. and one. And this is a big win in a big way, 207.3 to 161.1. And really, it was... <clears throat> I mean, this was pretty close for the most part-ish. Uh, not really. Um, Carson Wentz, who, if you watched last night, seems to be back, you know, he, he had kind of, it didn't look like a great game in a, uh, loss against the Detroit Lions, but he got 29.8 points, uh, against Jameis Winston's 34.6 points, and here's, I'm gonna skip down a little bit, this is why that was a problem for Brandon, was even as Jameis Winston threw for, I, at least three touchdowns, I know that for a fact, Three of those went to Mike Evans. So 34.2 points, but that allowed for 67 points for Mike Evans for Ben. And that just wasn't matched by Brandon because 16 points, huge down week for Le'Veon Bell, who, which is you know understood considering that they're with their third string quarterback in Luke Falk. And, uh, but also at the same time, down week for Todd Gurley, eight points. DeAndre Hopkins, kind of a mediocre for him, 19. Michael Thomas, even with Teddy Bridgewater out, 21 points. That's pretty good. Graham's got to be happy about that. Will Disley of, uh, you know, Mike, he, he helped you last season, 24 points, huge game. But 40 points for Evan Ingram, just killer, killer with the, uh, what are they calling him, uh, Danny Dimes, the debut Domination. of the- <laughs> Domination. The debut of the Giants rookie passer, Daniel Jones. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Josh Jacobs, as we discussed on the preview last week, was not feeling so hot. So eight points from him as they got routed by the Vikings. Sammy Watkins, who <laughs> I feel for Ben. He had that monster week one. And Ben's like, he's got to do it again, right? He's come <laughs> close. 17 points. Very good. Nothing to shake a stick at there. 18 points for Allen Robinson, which... I'm kind of surprised to see that. Um, 49ers defense, very good start for Ben. 20.5 points against the aforementioned Mason Rudolph-led Steelers. And better start for Brandon, the Jaguars defense, against the Mariota-led Titans. And then kickers, nothing really to see here, just kickers, except for Wadman with five Wadman. And, yeah, from there... But I, one of the things that's tough for Ben is his bench. Like he has some players that just went off earlier in the week, earlier in the year too. Besides Sammy Watkins, here on his bench, and you never know. But uh, yeah, big win, big win for Ben. Um, Brandon is a uh, Brandon is Brandon, so you never you never count him out. But uh, he he uh, certainly wants Todd Gurley with all that money spent on him to start doing something. Yeah, um, I would too because yep, I I can't figure out why he's not why he ain't doing what he got to do. That offense right. just isn't quite firing yet, so that'll be fun to see when it fires again. I agree with you actually because I had Goff on my team for a little bit and it was just it was interesting. They're efficient enough to win games, but they're not going to win your fantasy games, and I guess that's just what happens sometimes. So, anyways, sure. all right, thank you, Noel. Let's go on to your game. As we talked about before, you dominated Molly and or Courtney, 240 <laughs> to 
two, which is actually a very respectable score. It's just hard to beat somebody who not only crested into the 200 range, but is almost at, you know, you get into that halfway mark, you're getting closer to 300, which, by the way, we'll take a, we're going to dive down a rabbit hole here for a second. I have decided that next year we are going to have a meeting to adjust the scoring in our league. <laughs> it, something over 200 is nice, but it should not be the norm. So I think we're going to kind of neuter the running back and wide receivers a little bit because a lot of them, especially with the bonuses, are just scoring ridiculous numbers. So you've, you know the scoring system now that you can manage it this year. We're not going to change interest season. That'd be silly. But we're going to uh, look at that for next year, really shake things up a bit. So at any rate, that's rabbit hole coming out of that. Let's look at the scores here. So your quarterback positions were quite fairly evenly matched. Your Kyler Murray scored 31 points to Tyler. Tyler, nope. Philip Rivers. <laughs> Go, Tyler. Got him 29, got Molly 29.2 points. Uh, in the running back position, Molly actually beat you here. 33 for Zeke versus 24 for David Johnson, which, you know, you, you this is very interesting, Noel. You roll the dice when you start two starting players from the same team. Usually it's a quarterback, wide receiver, or sometimes quarterback, running back like you have, and sometimes quarterback tight end. But you're starting the, and then also combinations. There are other combinations you can do, but you are doing the quarterback running back thing, which is a risk because if they suck, you'll blow up your week. But the converse of that is, higher risk, high return. You have started them both, and they are certainly kicking ass for you. That's one of the reasons why you're the only undefeated teams in the league, in my opinion, and you're 3-0 and winning um, the MVT week in, week out for the last three weeks. So they're doing well. But what won you the week this week was the next line down, wide receiver Keenan Allen scored a very juicy 64 points, Noel. 6-4. 13 receptions on 17 targets, and that's very effective. 183 yards. This isn't like Mike Evans where he's getting a, almost a quarter of the football field every reception on average. 14 yards is a little bit more understandable, but 13 receptions is really what boosted his score. 183, as I said, two TDs, and he did carry the ball once for three yards, which <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but hey, they Just do what they toes. do. Yeah. Ooh, I'm scared. Um and then we had uh, DJ Chark. <laughs> I almost read that as Clark, too. Remember right. last yeah. week's podcast? <laughs> like, Reading is hard. So that was uh, obviously he had a good week. He, had, he certainly outperformed his projection at 15 and points. And how his name is pronounced. How, what? Oh, oh also, yes. Yeah. He, yeah, we outperformed how his name is pronounced. So, yeah, score, 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 score. <laughs> so he did pretty well, 25 points. The bet, obviously not well enough to beat 64 tight end position was another big one where you certainly took the lead here. Noel, Darren Waller, which I have to applaud you for picking him. I would have never suspected a guy like this would have done 43 points. I mean, he had a first good week, 21, a good second week, 18. This guy is special. He's the number three tight end so far, and he's not the names you, he's not the brand names you would have expected, like a Zach Ertz or a Skittles. So Skittles. good pick there. 43 points for Darren Waller against three for Vance McDonald. Yikes. All right, Noel, quick question. Is Vance McDonald over the hill, yes or no? Uh, I don't think it's a over-the-hill question. It's a question of he was traded to that team midseason last year and never really developed a rapport with Roethlisberger. 
and now he's got Mason Rudolph, so it's he has to kind of start it all over again. So I can't really answer that question. It's just it's just been tough sledding for whether or not he'll get started again. Or he's also a very good blocker, which is kind of why he's out there. Mm. So I think he's not, but also the tight end position is kind of weird like that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for your input. Now let's go to the flex one position where you dominated yet again. Dalvin Cook, 42 points for you, which he was doing well anyways. He was projected 30.2 points this week. He's the number one running back through three weeks, obviously not letting you down there. Against Leonard Fournette, who got 24 points, almost in line with expectations there. He is just right on the cusp of running back one position. So the fact Molly has him there in a flex position Mm -hmm. will bode well for her going forward. Aaron Jones, 16 points for you in flex two versus Chris Thompson, Washington running back. 24 points outperforming expectations there in the defensive area. Molly uh, beat you yet again. 21 points from the Packers to the Titians. <laughs> seven. Woof. I don't know, man. I know you're saying Derrick Henry's got to fire off here soon, but there's just nothing exciting to watch besides Delaney Walker <laughs> about the Titans. Marcus Mariota is so ho hum. He's just ugh. Like, he's like the crayon in the box that's there, but you do not, don't really want to ever use it. It's like wow. Oh, brown <laughs> gray why did you give me a gray crayon paper's white this isn't really going to show how about the that's white marcus one? mariota oh yeah the white crayon <laughs> the white crayon has anybody i mean yes yeah, sometimes you got construction paper that was black but those were special days like when they wheeled in the cart with the tv on it which was such a safety hazard that was the, probably the most top heavy thing since a humvee so that was uh that was fun, but, my, but at least you know on those days that you could just screw around because well, yeah. you just did not give a single fuck that day. And how else are you going to watch the voyage of the Mimi? That's true. Um, you know what? Should anyone watch Voyage of the Mimi besides to see like ten <laughs> year old Ben Affleck? Probably not. Oh no, that's not true. I learned a valuable survival skill, which I will now impart upon all of you. If you gather seawater in a basin <laughs> and heat it up with the sun. And collect the uh, the evaporated water with some sort of they use a clear like saran wrap. You can then distill that into drinkable water. Use that, and fuck you, Ben Affleck. All right, moving on. Kickers did mediocre. Six for Robbie Gould and Butlicker got her nine. Butlicker. And then the uh, punters, Sam Martin did seven for you, and Colquitt eight for her. So. Not a uh, not a bad week for you, Molly. Sorry for your loss. Noel, congratulations again on another big, big victory here. Let's head on to Courtney and Josh's game, and we'll wrap up with Space Force versus Buffaloes. Space Force, a uh, really, really tough loss for. Uh, I'm on the wrong screen here. Still, though, um, also a tough loss. Um, wait, am I on the right screen, Mike? What game are we doing again? We are doing the Legend of Lincoln versus Good Juju. And yes. Okay, I went to the wrong screen. <laughs> uh, it, so this was a tough loss for Josh, his first one. And really, like, was this the closest game of the week, Mike, at uh, 162.4 to 160.9? That is correct. And really, of course, uh, as to be expected, huge games out of Patrick Mahomes, who... 40.4 points for him seems low based off of what I've watched from him this season. Nick Chubb, 30 points, which could have been higher because they had three t- three timeouts basically from the goal line, and they didn't run the ball once with Nick Chubb, which is insane. 
Marquise Brown, after blowing up last week, 11 points, so kind of down weight, but he's a rookie that's going to happen. Zach Ertz, 16 points from a tight end is good, but for Zach Ertz, that's a down week. Tariq Cohen, who really, if you watched, I was watching Courtney score. If it wasn't for Tariq Cohen, she would not have won this game, even with all seven points. It just put her over the edge. Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald having a, he, he's just, he's ageless. 18 points, predicted to get 19. Still, he's doing it, and he's not just catching balls. He's also blocking like he has done, and he's just taking receivers from other people and just drawing coverage in. The Patriots defense, uh, I think Courtney would have liked more than 23 points, which sounds weird, but they're playing that lowly Jets offense with Luke Falk and just no one else. <clears throat> Dan Bailey, huge week, 12 points. Um, and back to uh, Josh's team here, just kind of – Disappointing, except for maybe a handful of players. Aaron Rodgers, who had a big week, uh, well, a big game yesterday, but only 18.4 points against the Broncos. Marlon Mack, 24 points, very respectable. Judy Schmitz-Schuster, 28 points, even with uh, Mason Rudolph in the lineup. Austin Hooper, 31 points, very good. Amari Cooper, 35 points, very, very good, but... You know, he's so explosive, you want to see more. Peyton Barber, down week 12. Eagles defense had a hard time with Detroit's offense. So 7.5 points. And then his kicker and punter were just kickers and punters. Poor guys. Kickers and punters. That's but correct. also, in uh, Josh's defense here, he's waiting on Kareem Hunt to come back. He uh, has, well, he had Antonio Brown on his bench. Duke Johnson... Waiting to see what kind of role he's really going to have now that he's in Houston. And uh, Jason Witten is being he's being consistent at about 10 to like 15 points a week. So there's that. But something might come around. Oh, and did I see that Josh released Tressway? That is correct. No. no. Wait he a didn't. second. Hold on a second. I need to go back to the transaction page. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Doot, 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 doot. That seems to be... A constant on our podcast. Noel is looking at the wrong thing. So hold on a second. I'm trying to get to the transactions. Here we go. Tressway, where are you at? Tressway, where are you at? Tressway, where are you at? <laughs> Tell me a good joke, Noel, while I look it up. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> All right. Good one. And yes, Dead he did. Side. Wednesday, he added Jake Bailey, New England punter. And dropped Tressway, Washington punter. Well, there goes his team name. Well, half of it. Yes, he'll have to be good Juju and the other guy. <laughs> good Juju and Fair Barn Baron. I don't know. <laughs> there's gotta be there's gotta be other names that he can go here. So he's got good Juju. Let's see here. And a you know what else he could do? He could Alex do Matt. good Juju. Oh, yep, basically, but. Good juju and the return of the Mac. Ah, yeah, I like that one. There you, there you go. go, Josh. You uh, don't have to think anymore about your team name. We've got <laughs> it for you. So congratulations <laughs> to Courtney on, on that awesome win. That was a close one and uh, both two and one. First for Courtney in the Mountain, second for Josh in the Atlantic. Let's go to the last game of the week, the Space Force. Space Force. Versus HR Buffaloes. And unfortunately, as we were talking about earlier, Nick has his third loss on the season. He's one of the two four no four what nope <laughs> nope not even close zero and three teams 
but Van and Vanny coming off a, a good win here. She's two and one, two hundred thirty-three points. She was nipping at your heels, Noel, for the MVP oh, yeah. MVTP PT of the week, and that was that was a phenomenal game. So let's see what exactly happened here. So on the quarterback position, it was a very good game by both of them. Josh Allen, again, I I love that. You would never expect that young of a player in a place like Buffalo to be even in the conversation of fantasy, but he's he's relevant, and he, he did pretty well, 27 points. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, come on, come on. Deshaun Watson, he's the number six quarterback through three weeks, got 40 points for Vanny. Moving to the running back position, David Montgomery threw up 18, almost in line with his projected 19.5, but you're running against this guy named Christ. Christian McCofferty, and he got her 56 points. He was projected 37, which is ridiculous to begin with, but dude He's ran 24 player. times. He is a ridiculous player. I am so sad the Broncos didn't get him, but that's a different story for a different day. Anytime your running back can get 20-plus carries in the game, there's a good chance they're going to do very well. He got 24 carries, 153 yards, averaging 6.3 yards a carry. Why wouldn't you run the ball with him? Because you figure or you got – or th- exactly, which he did. He did have uh, three receptions for 35 yards. When you've got that kind of talent in the backfield, I mean, and you've got three downs, even if he got half of what he was averaging, you will still get first downs. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And they actually won uh, 38 to 20, but that's who cares about Big the win. actual course. This is fantasy football. <laughs> So anyway, uh, moving on to the wide receiver position, Adam Thielen did quite well, 26 points, but Julio Jones did even better, 42 points for Vandy. This was a big week for the the tight end position here. So Travis Kelsey, 24 points. That's that's to be expected because Kelsey is Kelsey, and he's averaging 27 points a game. What's not expected is our good friend Mark Andrews coming out of nowhere, averaging 27 points a game. Week one. 38 points. Week two, 39 points. Week three, six. Goddamn fantasy. Goddamn fantasy is right, Noel. That old Sesame Street song, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's not it. <laughs> um, one of these things is not like... So, okay. At any rate, Mark Andrews certainly underperformed expectations this week and getting six points. Certainly didn't hurt her too much because obviously she did quite well, but interesting. Very interesting that he underperformed. In the flex one, he's uh, Nick started George Kittle, got him 17 points. Vanny started Cooper Cup, got her an amazing 46 points. This dude um, is Huge pretty much the half. It was incredible. Yeah, he's he's quite good. He is actually really fun to watch. There is a true chemistry between Goff and Cooper Cup. If Goff were better, they would be a great pair together. Think of a Brady Gronk type situation. Or Brady Edelman when they were firing on all cylinders, or Manning um, and the other guy. Can't remember. Marvin his name. Harrison. Thank you. Yeah, Marvin Harrison. I remember. <laughs> Side story. Um, I was at a Red Robin for my birthday with my mom, and I kept watching the TV. She's like, "Everything okay?" I was like, "Yeah, that's just Marvin Harrison. He's on my fantasy team." She's like, "Oh, interesting." And so we started going off on fantasy football. Anyway, back out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> now let's go to the flex position where Nick started Demarcus Robinson, KC wide receiver, got 17 points, almost exactly what he was projected at 16.5. Emmanuel Sanders, remember I said you should probably start him? Well, maybe you shouldn't because he only got her four <laughs> points. But the first two weeks, he did 28 and 38. So 
eh, this seems a little bit more, this is like Mark Andrews. I think it's more anomalous than possibly a trend. But again, it's, it's hard to form a trend off of three data points. I think Nick would appreciate that. He is a smart man and a scientist. So science we're going, person. he's a science man. Going on to the defenses, we have Vanny's Rams going against the Vikings D for Nick. 13 points for Nick's Vikings, 17 points for the Ram there. Nothing too special to speak about here. Kickers had a fairly uh, above average week. Greg the Leg got 10 for Nick, 8 for Steven Hauschka on Vanny's team. And then the punters did okay on, on Nick's team, but the punter, Brett Kern, got 14 points for Vanessa. So congratulations, Vanny, on a big, big win this week, 2-1. to one. Certainly improving your position. You're actually number one in the Atlantic Division right now. And you've got Juju, or good Juju, and a two-name player somewhere coming up soon chasing you on the heel. So let's go to the preview of the week. Now, we are in the bye week tempest. We have two teams on bye week this week that have some fantasy impact. <laughs> the, the New York Jets. Slight. Slight. <laughs> so you're going to be losing Le'Veon Bell there. And Sam Darnold has already been lost to mononucleosis. So, whoops. And then we have the San Francisco 49ers, which George Kittle, that is a significant loss to Nick. So, those are the two teams that are on bye week this week. Let's dive in, Noel. You and I are actually facing off this week. So, why don't we why don't we do something a little crazy? Are you ready to get crazy? Why don't Hell we yeah. both analyze our teams? You analyze my team. And I will make fun of your team because I'm losing big time and you're doing really well. Okay. So, Mike, with your team, I'm not crazy about Stafford going against uh, Kansas City's defense. Not not from a perspective of myself, but from your team because I still don't know what to think of him, but I also don't know what to think about Casey's defense. I think they're going to try and run the ball a lot to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. So that kind of worries me a bit, although Casey's defense is not that good. Mike, where I'm worried for a uh, – that you're going to have a huge, huge explosion is Derrick Henry against an Atlanta front that is just – they're getting beat up. The back end's pretty crappy. They're, it's a team that's not supposed to give up big plays. They've been giving up big plays, and Derrick Henry has to get one. So I think he will get probably three – at least two. He'll get one for sure. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. against Baltimore's defense. We still don't quite know what to expect because they played two really bad teams to start the year. Last week, they kind of got a bit torched by KC. But then again, who knows? Uh, Vernon Davis against New York Giants. I like that. Uh, Mark Hammer against Cleveland's defense, who's for the, all of the accolades and playmakers that the offense has that defense has been playing really well. Austin Eckler against <laughs> Miami in what will probably be Eckler's last week as the go-to back because the reports are that Melvin Gordon is coming back. But don't worry, Mike. That's going to be kind of a gradual thing. But this will be his feature week. I like that a lot. Texans defense against Carolina's uh, offense, who again will be without Cam Newton. And yes, they had that. Uh, he's not a rookie, but like a first. The guy got his first start last week and he got, what, three or four touchdowns? I don't see that happening because that rookie quarterbacks, once you get some film on them, or at least first time quarterbacks, it's kind of easier to see what they're doing. So I really like the Texans defense there. Will Lutz against Dallas. I. 
usually I would say I don't like that because Teddy Bridgewater and you know, he's just he's a game manager. But Sean Payton looked like he was really managing the game manager last week really well. So actually, Mike, I really like both your kicker and your punter this week. And then I'm just looking at your bench here. Kerryon Johnson has been just getting better and better week to week. As I told you via text, Christian Kirk, I think, is just going to be same thing, just getting better and better as the year goes along. So, Mike, uh, I <clears throat> I like you above the projection this week, although I think Beckham will have a kind of a down week, so maybe closer to what he had last week, like around 20 points. But I think Henry is possible breakout. Stafford, I think it's actually kind of like a boomer bust kind of scenario. But everybody else, I think, is just going to be pretty much where they're projected at. I, I like Mark Ingram for more than 23.1 points as well. Me too. I hope he scores a lot more than that. He's been averaging about 35 a week. He so. catches the ball now. It's it's amazing. Like He gets the ball three or four yards downfield, and then goes for 10 more. It's it's great. He does. He is great uh, after or yards after the catch and just kind of trucking forward. All right. Well, thank you for that analysis. Now let's look at your team here. Your team, <laughs> I'm going to lose. Your team is really good. So let's go position by position. Kyler Murray going against Seattle's defense, hosting them home in Arizona. They're the 20th ranked defense here. He's projected 27 points. Very fair. I think he, he could absolutely do that. He's been averaging 28. So, yeah, I think 27 actually might be on the low end. David Johnson running against a, a – actually, Seattle's not great against the pass. But they are good against the run. They're a top 10 run defense at number nine there. Now, he's projected 23.9 points. He's been averaging 24. So that's probably in line with what he's been doing, especially running against a more difficult defense here. Keenan Allen going against a Swiss cheese Miami secondary there. They're the 22nd ranked and defense. And they're built Swiss cheese. And yeah, exactly because of what you said about the shithead last week. They're like, we don't want to tank the season. Wink. <laughs> Wink. Just kidding. We suck. So, yeah, he's, at, he's projected 32. That's well within, the, I think, the realm here for Keenan Allen. In fact, I would be shocked if he got anything less than 40 here. Darren Waller has been, as we talked about, he's the third best tight end through this these first three weeks, going against a pretty bad indie defense against tight ends. They're 25th. So his he's been averaging 27 points. He's projected 18. This guy's going to get in 20s. Come on. Come on, fantasy. He's going to get in the 20s. Don't, don't give me that. So Dalvin Cook, number one running back, as we are talking about, 46 points per week, projected 29. He is running against a pretty good Chicago defense, yes. but he is Dalvin Cook. So I would say he's going to get 30-plus points here. I recall there are many a time in fantasy football where I would start guys because they were playing against the 32-ranked defense for whatever position or I would not start guys because they're running against the best defense in that position and then they'd have monster games or is it completely different kind of I actually eh, somewhat tangential but re related here is uh, there was one year Tom Brady played and it was a blizzard in Buffalo and I was like why would I why would I start my quarterback here and I believe he had six touchdowns in that game some something crazy like that so even though he's running Buffalo game or the game where it was in New England where it was snowing against Tennessee where he threw six touchdowns. Maybe it was Tennessee. I just remember it was a, a, a blizzard and I thought yes. about benching him and I 
didn't ultimately because it was like, well, it's you got to start guys like Dalvin Cook. You got to start guys like Tom Brady. You got to start guys like David Johnson. So, yeah, I think Dalvin Cook's going to score in the 30s here. I would, if he breaches into the 40s, that would not surprise me whatsoever. Aaron Jones has already scored you 23 points. That's above his projection of 21.6, almost in, exactly in line with his average of 22.5. So, congratulations. And that was against a tough Philly D. They were fifth overall. That goes back to my idea that even though they're a tough defense, statistically speaking, that means they have more headwinds against them, but that doesn't mean you just can't plow right through them. So, a uh, good game for Aaron Jones right there. 23 points has given you the lead. Titans D going against a fairly ineffectual Atlanta offense. The only thing that I think eh, – my only concern about the Titans D this week is Atlanta tends to be better at home. I don't know if there's something in the water, like Space Jam. Remember that where Bugs Bunny filled up all the water bottles with tap water and they thought it was like Michael Jordan juice and they just all went nuts? That's the same thing with the Atlanta's Falcons team. So they might do – Pretty well this week. The projection of 11.5, though, just seems low because they've been averaging 17. So I think they'll get somewhere in the teens this week, possibly into the 20s if they do a pick six or not even that. And they just get a couple interceptions off of Matty Ice if he's getting a little flustered. So I think that that's fair. I think they'll do just fine here. Your kicker and punter <laughs> are present and accounted for. They sure are. And, and actually, they're doing quite well. Joey Sly is the number two kicker overall so far this this year, averaging 12 points. That's almost like tight end territory. And then your punter's doing quite well as well. He's the top – he's in the eight, top eight, because he's number eight. So, yeah, he's been averaging nine points. So I think this one, and I say this not to flatter, no, I think this is your week to lose, not just based off the first three weeks they have been doing quite well. I think there's just more potential upside on your team here. We're projected to get a fairly close oh, yeah. score. You, you are projected to win here at 180.8 to 176. But scores, projections within 10 points of each other are somewhat meaningless mm -hmm. because they could easily swing the other way. It doesn't really matter until you get, I would say, projections above 25 points where it really starts being like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to kick my ass now because he's projected to get 200. I'm projected to get 38. So that's going to be interesting. To see how that plays out, but I think you're going to win, so it's probably too early to say congratulations. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll go uh, we'll go to the the next game here. This is the Littleton Spartans versus Good Juju and a Tress Way. Would you like this one, Noel, or would you like to take the next one? Um, I'll take this one just because I'm already interested because Brandon has two open spots, <laughs> so he has no quarterback and no running back, um, which is very interesting. And, uh, whoa, what, what is going on here? He's got Todd Gurley, Mike Williams, the Panthers defense, Frank Gore, Jameis Winston, Case Keenum, all on his bench. <laughs> so That's some Belichick-level shit right there. <laughs> Which, or even, like, what was it where uh, Ruxin, like, just picked up kickers? Or, I don't know who it was, just, like, no defenses. one Defenses. Defenses? That's right. It was defenses. Uh, and... So this is obviously projected to go all the way for uh, Josh here, who with uh, Josh is rolling the dice with Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, getting his second start against the 0-3 skins, whose defense just looks crappy. Um, so that – that and also Daniel Jones ran last week. That gets you points in our league. So I think that's a good start. Marlon Mack against Oakland's – I don't want to think Oakland's defense. They looked great against the Broncos. Looked 
okay against uh, who was their opponent in week two? The oh, the okay in the first quarter against Chiefs, and then last week looked worse. So we'll see. But uh, they will run the ball with Marlon Mack in Indianapolis. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, will have a better week this week than he had last week. Mason Rudolph looks – I mean, th- there's a reason he was kind of drafted to be the heir apparent to Roethlisberger. He looks like he's going to be the real deal, or at least he should be good. So he's going to ball to Juju Smith-Schuster again. Uh, Austin Hooper is just – I feel for people who have me, just boom or bust. So he's projected at 13 points, but he could get 30. Or he could get three. Who the hell knows? But now as we get into the meat of Brandon's roster, because he's actually started people, <laughs> Michael Thomas, that Dallas secondary is not very good. The pass rush is, I think half of them are suspended. So uh, 25.3 points, even with Teddy Bridgewater in the game, is I think pretty much a low benchmark for that. I, they're going to give him the ball. He's going to catch it. He's going to make plays. So I like that. I think, in fact, I like that more than I like Schuster. Evan Ingram, Danny Dimes likes him, so I like the upside there. And he's going to get the ball more than Austin Hooper, and he's more explosive. I like that a lot. I don't know if Josh Jacobs is back, um, and that Indy defense is actually pretty good against the run, so could be kind of a, a tough thing there. Although John Gruden did say they want to get the ball to Josh Jacobs in the passing game more, so that's good. But Amari Cooper, even with that kind of tough, I wouldn't have thought it, Saints defense, will probably get more than 22.7 points. Allen Robinson, I don't know. Um, that Minnesota defense is looking more of what we expected. And the Chicago offense just really looks scatterbrained. LaShawn McCoy is the starter because Damian Williams is out this week. So this could be a huge game for him. Jaguars defense going against, oh, fuck, Denver. Um, yeah, I like them a lot more than the Eagles defense, who did really play quite well last night against the Broncos, considering that almost all of their corners were hurt. The worst corner they had got, like, carted off the field at the end of the game, and they still got him 10.5 points. And from there, kickers and punters, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, although, it should be noted, what the fuck were you doing, Josh? I know Aaron Rodgers had a down week, but you're going to put him on the bench for Daniel Jones. So Aaron, Aaron Rodgers scored 40.8 points last night. So that's mm. a tough way tough way to start off. So I don't know what Brandon's going to do. Um, even looking at that, I think this will be a close game. But uh, I like Marlon Mack. I like Schuster to do enough, even if he doesn't beat out Thomas. And Cooper and McCoy, I think, will carry this for Brandon unless Gurley really comes back this week. And I don't know what Brandon's going to do quarterback, honestly. <laughs> I'd almost start Keenum, but I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, I mm, I for probably as well. So, uh, yeah, all right, interesting. Let's go into the next game. This is Ben's team against Grant's team here. Ben is already up 26.2. Nope, I'm full of shit. Ben is losing 26.2 to Grant's 70. Devontae Adams uh, went crazy before they basically stopped going to him, and then he got hurt. Yes, yeah, which, uh, again, sucks for for Grant this year. He's having a rough year. But nevertheless, he's he's coming out of the gate strong here. So let's look at these. Carson Wentz. 
26.2 points. That's not too bad for Carson. Grant has Dak Prescott, who's projected to get 28.2. Will he? I don't know. We'll find out. So then we have the running back position here. Wayne Gallman, who is a player in the NFL, who is scoring on average six points a week, is running up against Miles Sanders, who's already put up 21 points for Grant. So we'll see how that one goes. It doesn't look good for doesn't look good for Ben after, after a pretty good showing by the Miles Sanders there. Wide receiver here, Devontae Adams, 49 points. However, Ben has DeAndre Hopkins, and we all know what DeAndre Hopkins can do. So he's projected to get 25.8 points, and he's been scoring about 25 points per week. So we'll we'll see here. I think it's going to be hard to, to crest over 49 points there for Devontae Adams, but I'm – DeAndre Hopkins is almost a sure bet for 20-something. So you probably may even get into the 30s. But nevertheless, I think Grant has not beat here. Going into the tight end position, we have Noah Font, which Noel loves Noah Font. And then there's Will Disley Disley on Ben's team. I think that this is going to have to go to Disley Disley because Noah Font, as Noel has said many times, he is just not very good. He's he he will good be good, just he shouldn't be starting right now. He's... He's an athlete who is starting at tight end on an offense that doesn't know what they're doing. He's being required to block a lot. He can't block. Also, if you watched on Sunday, he gave up a very rookie-esque fumble. He's just... I feel Elway's going to ruin him. He just... He's... Was that me? That was you. What the fuck did I do? (laughs) Um... I yes, think. folks, that is right. We are professional. Sorry, I think that was my Bluetooth speakers. Anywho, um, no, I like Fan. I think he's a very talented, very – he could be a great professional. It's just he's – I wanted them not to start him. But anywho's, let's move on from that. Good idea. So I think Disley's got this one in the bag. Mike Evans versus Brandon Cooks here. I like Brandon Cooks, but I like Mike Evans more. Dude is just unstoppable. But – but, 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 he is running against, no, he's not running. Well, he's running technically, he but running he's a wide receiver. So he is receiving against the Los Angeles Rams, third best defense. That's going to be a big headwind for him. He's been averaging 30 points, projected 23. I think he'll outperform his projection there. And Brandon Cooks is projected 19. He's been averaging 22. So I think he'll break to the 20s. Going on to the flex position, Sammy Watkins, as you were noting, Noel, Sammy Watkins has done very well for Ben. In one week. The remaining time he's done okay, not bad, but not great either. So he's he's going against at least a pretty bad defense at Detroit there, twenty-third for him. So I think he'll I think he'll have a bounce back week. I think he'll break in the twenties there. Tyrell Williams, Tyrell Smoochie Wallace, as he likes to be known, is uh he's got a rougher go because he's going against Indy and they're ninth against the wide receiver there. He's been getting 23 is projected 18, probably a fair projection for him. Now, the defenses, we're talking about bad defenses. That's the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos, they're 31 out of 32 teams. Really can't get much worse than them. And they're going against Jacksonville, which is, believe it or not, pretty good on the uh, offensive side against. Quick side note Have you seen pictures of Gardner Minshew? Uh, I have not. He looks like. Almost, I think he's compared to Uncle Rico from. Oh my God! I just but, did. Yeah. Yes. 
right? He's 23? Yep. He's like 40-something. Like <laughs> you should feature the picture of him because, yeah, he looks, what someone say, like he's a uh, failed MMA athlete turned, like, sketchy trainer. Well, that sounds comforting. <laughs> so I actually, he, so I'm going to dive down another rabbit hole. They have severely limited what you can do on, on two things. They've taken away the trophies. There are no longer any trophies oh, for yeah. our league. Um, number one, number two, the stories that I post there no longer have links. They no longer have pictures, and they no longer have ways for you to post actual like you know you, you used to have links for players like yeah. here's James Conner. You just click on him and you get his stats right there. They really, I don't think, I guess a lot of people weren't using it, so they kind of neutered that a it bit. In ways they weren't supposed to. <laughs> what? That's I would never imagine. Here's people- a Pornhub link. What the fuck? <laughs> we did put some. We never put porn, but we did put some questionable stuff up there sometimes. So it's eh, the whatever. internet. You're supposed to do that. Yeah, exactly. The internet's the wild west. Uh, well, you know. Okay, I will say this in their defense: ESPN is owned by Disney, so they will. There is always Mickey Mouse looking over your shoulder, He's pointing a gun at the back of your head, and he says, "Don't screw it up. You can't be violent." As he points a gun at your head. So, at any rate, the Broncos not doing well, but they're going to do better than nothing because Ben has nobody in the defensive slot right now. So, I bet the Broncos will get better than zero. At least I hope. And then they've got kickers and punters. I think hmm. they'll kicker, kickers and punts. What the fuck? They'll kickers kick and punt. That's exactly that's what they're hired to do. So, I certainly hope they'll do that. The um, I have to say one thing. I think Wadman. I think Wadman's going to do it well. He's the best. So the um. Looking at this game, I actually think the galloping honorias are coming away with their first win of the year against Ben because they've come out of the gate so strong. 70 points between two players is quite remarkable. So even if they have an underperforming Noah Font, even if they have an underperforming Broncos, they should at least be able to keep ahead of everyone else. So I think this is Grant's week to lose. So don't fuck it up, Grant. Uh, so, all right, let's go on to the next game. The Legend of Lincoln versus America Doomgivers. All right. So right off the bat, whoa, this is projected to be a close game within about uh, five points as far as the projections go. Let's take a look at it, though, because as I said before, Patrick Mahomes is just he's something else. And I know Detroit's defense has looked decent-ish this year, but Mahomes, is he's just a cut above at this point. And I think he's really just going to light it up. So 35.1 points, as I said with somebody else, is kind of a benchmark. I think 40-plus is probably what to expect. Tom Brady against the 3-0, and Michael, Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, which can be bad, except this is still September, so the weather should be okay. Buffalo's defense overperforms, though. So I think around 25 to 30 points is probably what you're going to see from Tom Brady. And uh, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Julian Edelman is hurt. So uh, they're down a weapon there. According to the internet, he is questionable with a chest slash ribs injury. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I was going to tell the story of when Brandon bruised with my ribs, but we'll we'll avoid doing that. Um, Nick Chubb against Baltimore's defense. I expect him to get... More touches, both in the passing game and the running game. Even though Baltimore's defense is difficult. But at some point, either this Cleveland offense is going to click or it's going to fall apart. There's no reason to think with all that talent there and Baker Mayfield that they're going to fall apart. So 
I like Nick Chubb for more than the projecting 26.5 points. Royce Freeman, I think he's still nursing that shoulder injury, which really sucks for running back because you have to hold in the ball so hard, and Jacksonville's defense is difficult. So I like that for Nick Chubb a lot more. Marquise Brown, that Cleveland secondary, even though I said before the defense has been overperforming, the secondary is very questionable. So could be a huge game there. Julian Edelman, as Mike just mentioned, might not play. So watch that there, uh, Ken Field, in your Hawaii abode. Zach Ertz had a good game, 20 points last night. O.J. Howard, kind of a low projection against that very tough Rams defense. Mike, as I told you, where the Rams offense looks like they're just, they're trying to find their way after getting figured out in the Super Bowl. The defense is still there. So I think that's probably about right unless he has a couple of huge catches and Big runs and touchdowns. James White um, is always a threat. So, especially in PPR league like ours. So, I like that. But Tyler Lockett has been filling it up. He is Russell Wilson's number one target. And he returns punts and kicks. Tyler Lockett there. Larry Fitzgerald, I like that, over Kenny Galladay. Patriots defense against Buffalo. Bears defense against Minnesota. This one's going to be kind of rough because Josh Allen can run the ball. He can occasionally toss it deep. Bears defense is very good, and I actually I think they might slow down the run game this week, but Zimmer is going to run the ball at them a lot, and the Vikings have a lot of tools. So I think this one's going to be kind of close there. And then putters and kickers, I'm sorry. I have to give this one those to Kenfield because Justin Tucker, he's the operatic superstar, and that hack for the uh, – Dolphins are going to be playing the ball if they're not turning it over all the time. However, that being said, I really, really, really like this game for Courtney, even though it's supposed to be close, just because Mahomes, Chubb, Brown, James White, and Fitzgerald, there's just so much upside there, and there's not as much on Kenfield's side. So I like Courtney going to 3-1, and one, and my dear friend Kenfield, unfortunately, going to 1-3. and three. Oh, dear, Kenfield. Jesus. Fill your goddamn bench spot, Kenfield. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I I, don't know. I, You know, you could even stash folks on your IR just for shits and giggles. I mean, even though they're not supposed to come back. Yeah. Why like, not? What is he doing? He, you know what? He just, you know, sometimes he, he like. dropped Drew Brees. Well, I know. I picked him up. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, oh, well, you know, okay. he's ready for most of the season, but at the playoff push, I'm going to need somebody for the playoffs. So, at any rate. All right. Thank you, Noel. Let's go on to the next game, the uh, Space Force versus the Parker Space Rams. Force. Oh, by the way, Courtney just walked in the room. Noel thinks you're going to win this week. Woo-hoo! No, I'm playing him, which sucks oh. for me. So, let's look at the <laughs> Space Force versus the Parker Rams. Space Force 0-3, Parker Rams. Two and one. Let's look at the quarterbacks first. So Josh Allen going against the number one New England defense here at the quarterback position versus Lamar Jackson going against the 11th best Cleveland defense here. I think this is clearly Lamar Jackson's game. He's the number one quarterback versus number 13 for Josh Allen. He is. Well, and you mentioned something interesting, Noel. Is he, did he play two bad defenses and it's a flash in the pan type thing or is he really that good? I personally believe he is really that good. Mm-hmm. Watching him play, you can tell he's dynamic. He thinks outside the box. He is very good at what he does. So I think Lamar Jackson is legit. 
and I think he'll do quite well if this I week. If I can cut in here, uh, yes, please. my dear dad, who uh, knows more about football than I do, much more, he said this about uh, Mahomes last season going, that's something else. He's like, that's the kind of thing. Like, when the first time he saw Rodgers go off, he's like, I don't, I don't know how they do that. He said about Mahomes. He said about Jackson this past week. Like, even watching him in a down game, just there's stuff he can do that you should not be able to do. And, yeah, it's it's special. And your dad is one smart cookie, so I would certainly take that at its face value because that is that is good advice. So keep keep holding Lamar Jackson, Matthew Larson, because I think he's going to do quite well for you. He might even be the number one quarterback at the end of the season. We shall see. Alvin Kamara in the running back position versus Philip Lindsay here. We're talking about Philip Lindsay is a starter-worthy running back. He's been getting 25 points per week. But we're talking about Alvin Kamara here, who is Alvin Kamara. So – he is running against uh, an easier defense, too. 13 for Kamara versus 7 for Lindsey. And if if I know the Broncos like I think I know the Broncos, <laughs> they're going to be behind most of the game, and Joey Falco is going to have to throw, not to Noah Font, of course, but to other people on the Denver Broncos. And I just don't see this being a good week for Philip Lindsey. So his projection is 24. His average is 24. It'll probably be, in my opinion, Lower than that. Probably high teens, low 20s. Anyways, let's go to the wide receiver position. Sterling Shepard is going against Demarcus Robinson. You have two guys here who are kind of no names. I mean, they're not at least brand names for households. But let's uh, look at these guys anyway. So you got uh, Demarcus Robinson on Nick's team here. He is the – it's not bad, quite frankly. He's the 19th-ranked wide receiver overall. He's been getting about 25 points per week. He's running – I keep saying running – He's going against a pretty weak defense in Detroit, 23rd against the wide receiver here. Sterling Shepard, not been doing that well. He's the 42-ranked wide receiver overall through three weeks, averaging 28 points a game. But he's going against a very, very shitty Washington defense. They are the third worst in the NFL against wide receivers. So if Donnie Darko Dimes, what's his name, Noel? <laughs> Donnie Dimes or Danny Donnie Dimes, whatever it Danny. doesn't matter. Danny Dimes, sure. Let's go with that. Don if he Imus. keeps Don, <laughs> I guarantee it's not Don Imus. Don't fool him, folks. Don't mad. So uh, Sterling Shepard, I think, will uh, do fine. But I, I really, uh, actually, I'm going to go. Here's my bold call of the week. I haven't done a bold call. Sterling Shepard will outperform the other guy, Demarcus Robinson. Here. Okay, moving on. I get Sterling Shepard and Courtney said she gets Sterling <laughs> Shepard and Shepard confused. For those of you who do not watch Fox News on the reg, uh, Sterling Shepard, wait, no, Shepard Smith is an anchor for Fox News. And Sterling Shepard is a black guy, not a white guy, who plays wide receiver for the New York Giants. Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? It's a good question. Is it Dylan McDermott? Or is it Dermot Mulroney? They're both just so handsome. Who knows? Anyways, let's go on to tight end position. Travis Kelsey here for Nick versus Delaney Walker for Matthew Larson here. I You got to give it to Travis Kelsey, right? I mean, Delaney Walker is yes. good. He's top seven overall, getting 19 points a week. But Travis Kelsey, three position higher, is getting 27 points per week. The only thing that's really going to throw a kink at that perhaps is is that Jelani's going against a 20th-ranked Atlanta defense versus, although Detroit apparently sucks in the secondary, their linebacking core seems to be able to shut down tight ends. They are fifth-best against tight ends. So he is still projected 
27 points, though. <laughs> so I think that this has to go to Kelsey. He's projected 10 points more, even accounting for the harder defense. And it, he is just that special, too. Lest we forget, Tyreek Hill is not back yet. So Travis Kelsey is probably still going to be his favorite target. And as Ben is learning, Sammy Watkins is probably not his guy. He's, he's just Patrick Mahomes. He's probably at night, brushes his hair, puts his <laughs> curlers in. He's like, man, I really wish Tyreek was back. He's so fast. He's so good at football. I really miss him. I'll just throw to Travis. So at any rate, yeah, Travis Kelsey. He's my pick. Flex position one. Nick has Adam Thielen. Matthew has James Conner. James Conner, I think, should have been doing a lot better than he is at this point in the sure. season. He's only been averaging 15 points a game. Thielen, 21. They're going both against some pretty bad defenses. Thielen's going against the 19th-ranked Chicago defense, but Conner running at home against the 30th-ranked Cincy defense. So even though Conner hasn't been doing well this year, I'm going to go with Conner for this pick. Going into the next one, Marquez Valdez Scantling, which sounds like a, a run aground oil tanker, versus <laughs> Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, I don't necessarily understand why he's on rosters, but he's there. So he's um, he's the 49th ranked wide receiver overall, getting 16 points a week. He's projected 19 against a pretty good Buffalo's defense here versus. Uh, Marquez, but as we talked about, uh, not that great of a. Actually, we haven't talked about him. Let me go talk about him. 45th ranked wide receiver, 16 points a game. Got him 12 points for Nick. So, eh, yep. middling flex position, I guess that's not bad, but that's also it's a below average. It's really not going to propel him to the next level. So, not a, not a great start for for Nick. He is winning, but it's only 12 to nine. The nine points came from Mason Crosby even though he whiffed on a uh, field goal. He sure night. did. And it was a beautiful miss. It was just so bad the way he missed it. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I got to give this one. I think then you got to go with uh, Josh Gordon here, even though I not particularly like him. With the absence of Antonio Brown, you should expect more production there. So we'll, we'll just have to see. So I think Josh Gordon's going to win that one. Defenses, we got the Vikings going against a fairly bad Chicago offense. And the Chargers going against an even worse, worst actually in the NFL, Miami defense. So this one goes to Larson. Um, and we already talked about his, his kicker there getting nine points and then punters. So Larson is actually projected to win 180.9 to Knicks, 166.2. I really think this is going to be a tough game. I actually... And I hate to say this, Nick, I'm going to reverse my uh, call previously. I think that there's more firepower on the Rams offense than I had originally thought. And I think this is actually going to be Larson's third win of the season and Nick's fourth loss of the year. And I'm sorry to have to say that, Nick, but I just, while you have a lot of consistency and a lot of good players here. And Gardner Minshew. And, <laughs> yes, you have him. So there's that, but I uh, I just think there's just more explosive potential on the Rams. Now, the one thing that could completely bite me in the ass on that one is explosive can also be a bad thing. It could also mean you've got guys getting four points when they're projected forty. So I don't think that's going to be that big. That will probably be more of a problem for a Sterling Shepard, Delaney Walker, or actually probably even James Conner. That's not going to be a problem, I believe, with Lamar Jackson and Alvin Kamara. I think those guys are just going to rock the day. So. 
Sorry, Nick. I think this one is going to the Rams. Now let's go to the very last game. It's Molly versus Vanessa. Or is it Molly versus Courtney or Courtney versus Vanessa? It's or, actually or- Courtney versus herself. That's that's, that's deep. You just blew my that's mind. That's deep, man. Whoa. All right. Um, <clears throat> so another like another sounds weird because it's around twenty point difference, but to me this looks pretty close because you've got Philip Rivers going against Miami. So there's potential for a lot of scoring there, and then you've got Deshaun Watson who's been on fire this year going to Carolina defense, which. Their defenses are usually fairly good, and last week they were okay. But Deshaun Watson has just been so good. So even with that, I like Phillip Rivers this week just because Miami is so shitty. So I'm going to disagree the projection there. Ezekiel Elliott is now back to getting the full workload, and he's going to need it this week as far as running and catching the ball because, dear Lord, Christian McCaffrey against the Houston defense, which is not all that great against uh, basically halfbacks who catch the ball well, which Christian McCaffrey does, like few others in the league. So I think Christian McCaffrey should get the edge there, but this is going to be close. And I like both of these players to get above the projection here. DJ Chark, she's uh, her Molly's rolling with him again, who I did not know was a player last week. It's Denver's defense. Might be rough. Might be okay, but Julio Jones will he'll dial it up. He's had huge weeks this, this every week this year, just getting better and better. Vance McDonald, I'm not sure I like to start again just because he's just been so slow coming off uh, the trade and coming off of Roethlisberger. Maybe he lights up this week, maybe he doesn't. But Mark Andrews, I think, will bounce back this week and see what we've seen from him so far this year and have a huge game. So advantage. <laughs> Advantage again to uh, Vanessa or Courtney or Courtney or Vanessa. What? I don't know words. Um, Leonard Fournette against Denver's defense. Denver's defense, what really is the problem watching it, at least when I've been watching it, is they're just bad up the middle. The offensive or the defensive line is going to push. The linebackers aren't great. So if they just run the ball, uh, so if uh, Jacksonville runs the ball against Denver, I like Fournette a lot, but Cooper Cup can fill it up. Uh, man, I think that one's too close to call. Chris Thompson, I really think this is an excellent start. Last week was a really good start as well, but he catches the ball, which is what uh, Jay Gruden really wants to see. He can catch the ball. He's explosive. He can take the ball, and Adrian Peterson can't do that. He can. He's explosive, but he sucks in the passing game. So 18 points, I think, is low for him. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, might have another down week. I don't know if he's kind of banged up or not, but Jacksonville's defense, even with Jalen Ramsey hurt, mad, sick, whatever, I think is probably going to have another down week. Seattle's defense, um, they'll, I think they'll definitely win against Arizona, but they'll give up some yards. So I think that projection 11.7 is pretty good. Rams' defense against... Tampa Bay, they'll get turnovers. I think that's a pretty good projection there. And then Butlicker, he'll get some points. Uh, I don't even know who the punter for Oakland is. AJ Cole, that's a good start for uh, Molly. 
but Brett Kern is, we've seen the better start. Um, I don't know about Hauschka. So all that being said, I like uh, a win for Vanessa this week. And I know that's, you know, go down a limb because she's projected to win. But there's just the, I think the benchmarks are lower and the potential is just higher. So I like that there. And uh, I, I'm sorry, Molly. I, I think you got some good stuff happening in your roster. It's just some stuff where, uh, I don't know. I think might kind of move, move on from Vance McDonald. And then just there's, uh, there, ah, I like both these teams. I just think Vanessa's going to win. Courtney or Vanessa or Molly? Yes. All of the above. Yay. Yes. Because they're all, all right. one. It's synergy, Michael. Synergy. Ah, corporate <laughs> bullshit. So let's uh, thank you, Noel. Let's wrap up the week here. We have the poll and then we're going to sign off. So change the poll earlier tonight too. Just curious. What do you believe is the your biggest strength on your team? I'm going to reword that. That's very poorly written. So, <laughs> but the the answers will stay the same. Gardner it's my quarterback, sure. my running backs, my wide receivers, my tight ends, my defense. Dude, it's all about the kickers and punters or the depth <laughs> of my bench. So please feel free to go and vote on my grammatically terrible question. <laughs> And we will wrap up this week. Noel, is there anything else you would like to send to, out there to people in fantasy land? No, I think uh, we covered a lot this week. We did cover a lot this week. And I'm glad we were able to do it again. So, thank you everyone for joining us again. We really appreciate you listening to our absolute nonsense. Noel, please send us out. Go Broncos! Did you just hurt yourself? No, I did that on purpose. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome.